Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. I am Alfreda, your host with the most of what did God say? Oh my, how I have a word today from what did God say? A word that God said, if you place it in motion, and you know motion is something that's moving, it is going to bless your life tremendously. And I'm here to tell you the topic for today has been in my spirit now for three weeks, and I've continuously been praying. I don't know about you. But I can tell you on my journey, there has been many, 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 many times I've been positioned where I feel I've taken five steps forward and three steps backwards. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever experienced something on your journey where you feel, okay, I'm moving forward, I'm moving on up, I'm getting ahead, and all of a sudden, it's something that makes you have to take steps backwards and restart from a place you used to already be. Or to just, and and, and it's not always because of material things, even in our relationship with God. You ever feel that there are seasons you feel so high in the presence and the spirit and the movement of God? And things come along in life and you get busy and you don't have that quality time with God the way you used to. Amen. Has that ever happened to you? Now on the flip side, you know, I like the flip side. It's good to listen to the flip side. Any of you who not old school, that's what we used to do with the 45s. You know, you you hit the popular side and then you turn it over and check out the other side, which we call the flip side. But on the flip side of taking steps backwards in our spiritual journey, there are also times, I don't know about you all, but I have experienced taking steps backwards in my natural life. You know, I've been abased and I have been abound. I've had things and then I've lost things. I've had to endure with and deal with trying to process without. That's those times when I say taking five steps forward and three steps backwards. Oh my God. And perhaps this has been weighing in my spirit for about three weeks because this time last year, I was in my three steps backwards. You know, I was without shelter of my own. I was without stability in knowing what God was going to do to anchor me and position me to where I am today. Blessed be to God. Blessed be to God that he is a God of restoration. He is a God who will move in our lives miraculously when we get stuck in those three steps back positions once we move five steps forward. Amen. 
But in pondering with this situation and I was talking to God and I asked God, well, Lord, what is it? Because I tell you about me. I don't like having to take steps backwards. I don't like having to repeat taking the test. You know, I say this whole world is like a big classroom. And the people in it, we 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 do roles where we role play where we either are teachers or we're students. Amen. So I asked God, I said, God, what did I do? Or what part did I play in taking those three steps backwards? Mmm. Mmm. And so as God began to minister to my mind and open up revelations for me, I tell you, the first thing he said to me was this. You got out of the scriptures. I said, but how so, God? I know you walk with me and talk with me. He said, no, I'm talking about obeying the scripture. The purpose of the scripture, the Bible says, is for rebuke, reproof, and edifying. And that's in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, verse 16 through 17. Now, I got to take a little pen and put on that word, reproof. You know, reproof means that correction. And sometime on our journey, you know, we just don't like people to correct us. Mm. Mm. And not just people, but even God. See, God had corrected me some years ago that placed me in the same position I was in last year. Some years ago, 2011. And I thought when I took that test, of wandering to unknown territory and coming back to my home state of Georgia and finding myself homeless, I would never make that mistake again. Have you ever been like that? Have you ever made mistakes and you thought, oh, thank you, God, once you take your steps forward again, oh, I won't make that mistake again. That's that's what I said to God. You know, it's almost like when God, we promise God and say, well, God, if you heal me, I'll glorify you. And then we find ourselves distracted along the journey and somehow forget to glorify God in the healing process. And the next thing you know, that test comes back to us in our bodies. I don't know if you ever experienced that. But the thing is about a test to reproof. The word of God is always available to us, especially even more now in this modern day time, because we can download the app on our phones. But God will always place people of wisdom also in front of us that we don't want to hear what they're trying to instruct us to do. You know, I have some wise prayer warriors in my life that I will consult with when 
I am on my journey. And sometimes, even though they give me correction, I may still go on and do what it is I choose to do. Amen. That happens. But I never stop respecting the people of wisdom who God has placed on my pathway to feed that correction to me. Oh, I don't want to get out of that that place in my life. You know, people like I have what I call her mother, Mama Dot, you know, and Mother Rainy and my friend, Pastor Peter. There are people on our journey who truly love us and to correct us is not to disencourage us. See, all people that correct us is not because they are being negative to us. It's because they love us. And they hope that we make the right decision. And these people that I've named, we've all lived a life to understand the power of God. Amen. Amen. But back to reproof. You know, we live in a time where reproof has really became on the back burner. You know, people, we're living in a time people don't like correction. Mm. They don't like you to correct them. And a lot of people don't like you to correct their children. I'm just keeping it real with you. And see, that's where times have changed. Because in my time, and you know, I have to throw a little throwback in here. The village was able And had permission to correct us as children. See, what what separates people from understanding a loving correction and just a person being mean is really knowing that person. If you know, like I know Mama died, Pastor Peter and Mother Raina, I know they love me. That's why I can embrace their correction. I know they love me. I know they pray for me. And I know they want the best for me. But we're living in a time now that people will get right offended with you if you correct them. Even though they know you're only telling them something good because you love them. Mm. Mm. My God. But in trying this spirit, you know, the Bible told me to do. He said, you need to try your spirit by the spirit and see if it is of God. Oftentimes when we think reproof is coming, we don't want to checkmate our own spirits. We don't want to examine our ways. And God had to remind me that the reason you was in that position last year, my God. Because when I bless you and position you to start, what did God say, ministry, you were supposed to stick with that. And see, what I did, I got sidetracked with the wrong somebody in my ear, and it caused me to have a setback. 
you know, everybody that encouraged me to take that journey that I took, it caused me a setback, a major setback. Now, there were some people along the way who discouraged me from going, period, with a period, that said, if I was you, I wouldn't go, not even for a vacation, but I didn't listen. And sometimes that's one of the greatest things that happen when we take three, five steps forward and three steps backwards. We don't have the right person that we took heed, as the old people used to say, to listen to. But I want to encourage you today, my beloved brothers and sisters, that believe not every spirit that comes to you and try to give you advice. And that's in the scripture, 1 John 4, 1 through 5. And I will footnote these scriptures at the bottom of my podcast so you can examine them for yourself. But every spirit that comes to us, the Bible tells us to believe them not. See, because stability is a positive thing. And it's like that in the land. If you have stability in your residence, the longer you have lived in one place, believe it or not, and I learned this from corporate America, it even contributes to your credit. Stability. Stability credits you even when you are seeking another residency if you ever have to move. People want to know how long you sat still. Mm. See, sometimes when we find ourselves ripping and running and moving here and there and, and coming and going, and stability is not in our lives. It does not benefit or profit us in our present conditions or future situations. I hope y'all got that. Stability is very important. Important in your mind. Important in your credit. Important in your residency. Important even with your children. You know, my kids used to say when we moved a lot when I was younger, how it disrupted them even in school. But see, because of the type of career that I had as a property manager, oftentimes when they needed you, they needed you to be ready to relocate. But I didn't realize the effect it would have in the future with my children establishing long-term and bonding friendships. I'm just speaking about me now and how important stability. See, the beautiful, blessed thing about my whole life is I can sit down and examine my ways. Can you examine your ways today? Especially when there's a calling on your life. And I need to say this to some people who truly know that there is a calling on your life. And a calling on your life may not mean you have to stand before thousands of people. It may just be for those in your family, for those in your immediate circle, maybe even your co-workers on your job. But you will know 
when you have a calling on your life, this you will know. And I tell you why. (laughs) And boy, I tell you the beauty of God. Because no matter what you think you should do, if you find yourself following the crowd, when it's a calling on your life, everything can go like clockwork with everybody in your circle. But if you have a calling on your life and you are out of the will of God in that circle of people, it's nothing going to go right with you. And that's something I remember my kids growing up, I used to say to them, you know, you can't go outside and do any and everything you see other children do and think you're getting away with it. Mm. My God, my God. And as children of God, when there's a calling on your life, you can't go out there and play and run around like other people may do and believe and think that all is going to go well in your life. It comes a time and point as we mature and grow older to recognize we are called by God for his glory. And that places your life in a whole nother light and position. And like I say, your platform may not be for millions and trillions of people. You may not be keeping up with the Kardashians. You may not just keep up with your, your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your cousins. You may need to be that prayer warrior, that liaison between the throne of grace mm, and lay and intercede and pray for your family. You may be the voice of reasoning for your family that they look to to come to in the time of need. But when we get sidestepped and taking those steps backwards, Oftentimes, the enemy makes that our playground. And then we can't think and focus the way that we should. But see, I tell you, when that happened to me last year, I had to go before the throne of grace and ask Jesus to intercede on my behalf. And I had to, first thing I had to do was repent because I did not do The first thing God told me to do, and that was to be about my business. What did God say? Ministry. So now I'm, I'm pushing and pressing because I fell behind. See, when we don't focus on the business at hand, that's the priority. We can easily take three steps backwards. Mm, Easily. And sometimes when we get to the third step backwards, we didn't even realize it until everything was removed from around us. Let me give you five pointers. Five things that can generally make us take three steps backwards. This is what the Lord said to me. And if we... Hear these five things. Work on changing them. Put in motion the opposite. I tell you something. God will bless your life 
And he will restore everything or even better. Amen. Number one, the purpose, the the five things that cause us to take three steps backwards. The five things that cause us to take three steps backwards. Once we've taken five steps forward, five of them, a lack of obedience to God and to those who God places to impart that wisdom to stop us from making the mistake. The people who are sitting back focusing and seeing us and say, stop, don't do that. Go over here. Go to the left. Go to the right. Leave that alone. Mm. Because see, when we get entangled sometimes with the wrong people, trust me, you can you can maybe take seven steps backwards. Mm. The second thing is keeping up with the Joneses. And we just use that as a phrase. The Joneses was, was a name that was given in the throwback term to mean trying to do what you see other people do. But you have a calling on your life. And everything will not go smooth with you, perhaps like them. When you are trying to keep up with a person or a people or a crowd or a situation or a circumstance that you out of order with. That is not your assignment. That is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're trying to keep up with somebody instead of setting your own setting your own pathway for what it is that God will have you to do the third thing is unforgiveness in our hearts yes unforgiveness can set us back mm. when I went through what I went through last year and it caused me a great major setback and a financial deficit And I'm still in my restoration stage. I'm not completely restored from where I was before I packed up and left. I'm not completely restored in some of the things, you know, because it affected me in many different ways. You know, my credit, my accounts, and, 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 and it's just even my day-to-day environment it it has taken a minute for me but I thank God that he has blessed me to the place that I am because I have a peace within amen but unforgiveness it took me almost seven months from coming back to Georgia to get myself reacclimated. And I kept pressing and praying. I didn't do anything I thought was sinful. I kept praying my way through. Have you ever experienced that? In the waiting process, you keep praying. You know, and the enemy will try to tell you different things. Oh, well, maybe you should. You know, we start making suggestions of things that could be even more 
damaging because they are sinful. But I declared and decreed I will continue to stand. And when I've done all I could do, I will still stand for God. And after God opened the door for me to move into my own place, was when I finally reached the point, this is the honest to God truth. I was so angry and upset with that person. That person who got in my ear and I allowed to encourage me to relocate and then I got to the destination and things were in a worse state than they were before I left the comfort of where I was. So when I had to find myself coming back, you know, I had to pray myself through the process and remind myself, okay, you just on a mission for God. So I had to find that thing in my center of the front lid of my head to constantly say to me, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are good report, think on these things. So the Lord began to tell me, he said, okay, well, don't look at this person that you are stuck with right now as stuck. Just look at it as though you are here to glean because I connected with a church and that you are here to be an encouragement and an inspiration. Now that's what gave me strength in the meantime. That only gave me strength in the meantime. It put a band-aid in order for me to endure. See, because people don't understand sometimes when you get you get drawn away from everything that was going good and familiar to you and and then you find yourself centered around deception and lies and you keep sitting there trying to figure out how to keep your sanity sometimes that you don't snap or you don't stroke out and I was miles away from family and friends The only person I personally knew was the very person who I got to a place and it was nothing all around me but much deception. Mm. That's the time when you fall back them three steps, you have to pray yourself through. So I turned to God and God said, okay, well, you look at this as a ministry. So what I need you to do is pray, encourage this person and stay in the word, be in the word. But when the Lord eventually brought me back safely and I pray God, thank God safely from up in that sky on the airplane, you know, and making those trips. I thank God. I thank God. But I thought things would move a little faster in restoring myself. But God didn't allow that. I was still in those three steps backwards. So one day I was sitting and I was sitting on the porch um, at my baby, my youngest son's residence. And God spoke to me and this is what he said. You must forgive. You have to forgive that person. Let go of your anger, your bitterness, And everything that you know this person did. See, it wasn't about what other people were saying to me. It wasn't about what other people was thinking, even in their family. 
None of that. It wasn't. That wasn't on the radar. What was on the radar in my heart and spirit was how could I have been tricked away from my comfort zone and my position of having everything, everything had gotten just, just gotten three months, just gotten on track from 2011. I had been on a journey where nothing had stabilized. And soon as I got myself in a stable position, financially, mentally, spiritually, oh God, I need somebody to understand this message. I found myself three months after that good stability came. I was packing up, going to unknown territory. That took me back even some more steps. That's not easy to transition in your spirit. And see, sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. And sometimes people don't want to even accept, my God, the part they play in damaging other people's lives. And see, that's where I guess my anger built up even more because if I wanted to talk about it or bring it up only to that particular person, you know, their spirit was like, I don't want to hear that. And I was thinking, you know, if I did this to somebody and I, and I have to remind myself, everybody don't think like me. But if it caused me to set somebody way back like that, And I know that I had lured them under false pretenses. Then see, my God spirit, that would really just bother me. And whatever I can do to assist that person and give that person restoration, I would. I was whisked away from a place where the place I went, where the person said that I could stay, they asked me, They looked for me and asked me and received from me double the amount of the rent that I was paying where I left from. And I wasn't in a financial position to do that. And I'm not trying to put anybody on front street. All I'm saying is this. Try the spirit by the spirit to see if it is of God. But those are the things that get us to take three steps backwards. When we put these blinders on and we look at the situation and say to ourselves, "Mm, well, why is it this, 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 and this? You know, we'll ask questions and the big red stop sign or red traffic light is there, but we want to run the light. We want to run the red light and think that We'll just take what that person say. But see, everybody that speaks to you don't always speak truth. Believe that. Everybody that speaks to you do not always speak truth. But anyway, unforgiveness 
once that I said, God, I forgive this person. And I called the person. And I said, I know I have bent your ears repetitively talking about my lack, my loss, my discomfort that I'm going through and everything. But I said, in my anger, you know, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. For being unforgiving toward you. See, not that I did anything wrong to the person. (laughs) Actually, it was a benefit and a help for them. I didn't do anything wrong to them. But I felt in my heart something wrong. I felt anger. I felt frustration. I felt deceived. So I called that person and I asked them to forgive me. I said, please forgive me for anything that I said in my hurt and anger. Even if it hurt them. But you know, we put stuff on a scale and I felt on the scale. He was the one. They were the ones should always be calling me saying they forgive me. I should have been loaded up with text messages. Just what I felt. Every day they woke up saying, I, I please forgive me for what I've done. But you know, sometimes people find it hard to ask us to forgive them even when they know that they have done wrong to us. But God said you can't be concerned with that. And this one's about to help somebody. Because God said forgiveness from your heart is what's going to open the pathway for you. If you stay stuck in unforgiveness because they don't forgive you. Because they don't ask you for forgiveness, I mean. You're just hindering your blessings. So you take the God way. And when I finished talking to that person and I said to them. Well, if anything that I have said, because I knew it was nothing that I did, but anything I said, if it hurt you or wounded you and hurt your feelings, I ask you to please forgive me. And I tell you this no lie. The same day when I hung up that phone from talking to that person, the spirit of the Lord said, go check the mailbox. I was sitting on the porch on his testimony. I got up and I went to the mailbox. And there was a letter in there about me receiving a place of my own to stay. My blessing. See, God, see, he knew my heart that day. And he knew that day that I was going and willing to obey him. And the mailman had already left. So that means the blessing was already in the mailbox. But what I had to do, because I had been wrestling with it, was make up in my mind. See, that only showed me two things. God knew my thoughts are far off. He knew the day that I was going to obey him and place that phone call. And because he could trust me to obey him, he already had the blessing waiting in the mailbox. Mm. I just want to help somebody be blessed. From those three steps backwards. Once you move forward. So I forgave the person. And my blessing opened up. 
Now, the fourth thing is this, because you know it's fine. Allowing the wrong person in our ear. Sometimes we take three steps backwards because the wrong person shows up and get in our ear. But I refuse because I recently had somebody to come and get in my ear. And, And if I had listened to them, it was just a test. See, that's what I made peace with. And that's how I learned how to channel and redirect my prayers. And I start praying and I ask God. I said, God, help me in my lack of obedience to listen to your voice and those who are speaking words of wisdom in my ear. Lord, keep me with my eyes on you. Lord, keep me in a spirit to create in me a clean heart and a right spirit that I harbor no unforgiveness in my heart. And Lord, please keep the wrong persons out of my ear. And yes, we fall short because sometimes they come and they so smooth, they so smooth and gentle and they present themselves gentle as a lamb. (laughs) But I tell you the truth, the spirit of the Lord, he quickened me this time. And God said, don't do that. See, this time, and I'm going to tell you, see, when, when, when you're in a setup and the wrong person get in your ear. So I said, okay, Lord, I've learned a lesson. I'm not going to jump up and move. But this time, this person asked me, could they move in? And I said, mm, okay, this different. This a little different. You know, the last two times, it was somebody who asked me to come where they were. So once I made up in my mind to be still, I'm going to tell you, see how the thing will come about. See, the enemy always know he walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And he know the desires of our heart. And see, in my heart, is that I just wanted to be married. Oh, I just wanted to be married because I loved me some married life. I just knew I was married to the right person. I wasn't equally yoked, but I loved married life. So see, whenever we allow our desires to keep playing out and over in our mind, we open ourselves up sometimes for people to present themselves like they're fulfilling a desire. That they know we want. But this time I tried the spirit by the spirit. And the Lord said, mm-mm, mm-mm. That this, this is happening too soon. Take a step back. Listen to me this time. And when I tell you that's the thing that I begin to walk around in this place that God blessed to cover me and praise and thank God. Oh, I begin to thank God. Thank God. I couldn't put my finger on it. I said, it's something, it's something, it's something. Because everybody crying, Lord, Lord, don't mean that they're doing what God would have them to do. And so God showed me the first sign, even in myself. Because God said, now you know this not right. And you know this out of order. This is out of biblical order. But because in your mind you have already lusted, 
You see, you start reasoning with your own self and what you can do to compensate something wrong to make it right. But God said, "Mm mm-mm. Leave that. Leave that. Don't do that. So I obeyed God. And I said to the person, I said, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, go back. Because I just knew, I just knew this time I was not going to be tricked, hoodwinked, or bamboozled. And as soon as time allotted, and they went back, see, God said, tell them to go back to the process. But the process, they never proceed. It ended up being a plaything. Oh, I want to help somebody. So when things show up to set you back three steps, you watch as well as pray. And that's what God said to me. He said, "Mm -mm, that happened too soon. What I need you to do is watch as well as pray. And I will show you. And when I tell you God showed me, I mean, he showed me. He showed me a spirit that I didn't ever think I would see uh, and some words to come out of that spirit that I didn't think I would ever hear. You know, you just don't be believing that people will bring forth bitter and sweet water from the same fountain. You think if a person declares their love for you or that how much they love you and how long they've loved you, That they would never say anything unkind to you. Or they would never try to maliciously hurt you. They would never set you up. And see, even when people really love you, let me share this with anybody who's listening and understand. Even if you don't do and say the things they like, They won't stop loving you if they really love you. Amen. And the fifth thing, because I'm going to move on. is when we are stuck in the pain of the past. When you find yourself stuck to whoever hurt you, whoever mistreated you, whoever said something wrong to you, what happened 25 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 months ago, 3 weeks ago. And you allow your decisions to center around that pain. Because the past is anything from the very moment. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you are in the present. The past was this morning because it's already gone. Anything that has already gone and moved out and cannot be returned. Not that particular moment of time. Now God can restore new moments and new time. But whatever has transpired and happened, people can work to make it better. They can work to not repeat it. But you cannot undo what has already been done. Amen. So those five things can easily have us when we have moved five steps forward, three steps backwards. And I'm going to run over them one more time. A lack of obedience to God and those who share wisdom. K, 
keeping up with others, the Joneses, the Smiths, the the Petmans, the whoever you trying to keep up with. Unforgiveness in your heart. That you're not willing to forgive the person that has caused or played a part, should I say, or helped contribute to the three steps you fell backwards. Forgive them. The fourth thing, the wrong person in your ear. Be careful who get in your ear. If you don't see the hand of God activated in their spirit and they're not doing right by themselves, trust me, they probably don't understand how to do right to tell you what's right. Amen. And the fifth thing, stuck in the pain of the past. Now, when we are stuck in that pain of the past, it causes us to make choices that can keep us stuck three steps backwards. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. And most importantly, trust God. Trust God. Sometimes when we look back at things, We have to learn to let them go. Because what looking back only means is this. And I want to help somebody get delivered from the pain of your past. There's something about it you either think you could change. Or you still have a desire. For what you left behind. And that's what happened in the Bible in the book of Genesis the 19th chapter. With a man named Lot. Lot and his wife, Lot uncle had prayed for God to help them escape from a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. And in that city, it was all kinds of things that was taking place that was not pleasing to God. But as God led Lot, his wife and his children out of that city, to save them, to bless them, to continue to move forward. Mm, My God, my God. Lot gave instructions and he told his wife and his children, whatever you do, as God take us out and put in motion for us to move forward, don't nobody look back. Mm, 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 mm. But Lot's wife, I believe maybe because she thought she was she wanted to just see. You know, sometimes some things we shouldn't even want to see how it's going to happen, what's going to happen or what's going to be. All we know is God has made a way of escape to bring us out, to bless us. Let What's behind, don't even look back. But when Lot's wife, the Bible records, looked back, mm, she turned into a pillar of salt. And she crumbled. See, the Bible has, has metaphoric words in it for revelatory biblical interpretations. And see, salt is gradual. It crumbles. It's like crumbles. 
And so her whole life crumbled. That's where she stayed. When she looked back, she wasn't included in the family anymore. Because she looked back, looking back as though she missed that wickedness in that city. Or looking back, the Bible don't say what purpose she looked back. She could have looked back because she thought she was missing something. She could have looked back because she wanted to see just how bad the destruction. I don't know and the Bible didn't record. But I do know this. Many a times when we've taken three steps backwards, God wants to show us how to move back forward. And the things behind us that caused that, God don't want us to look back at. Sometimes when God separates us from people, we have to let it be just that. He has departed us from those people for a purpose in due season. And although they may be good people or good-hearted people, but it's something that calls you a someone in that person you were dealing with that caused you to be set back. And unless you don't want it to happen again, sometimes we don't need to look back. Amen. Amen. Well, you have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And again, I will footnote some scriptures. Check me out on Twitter. I am now on Twitter. I am uploading my podcast to Twitter. And I will give you my Twitter address. My Twitter address is WDGS. 333 at did ministry did ministry and i will also footnote that at at the description box in my podcast you all have a beautiful blessed day check me out on instagram and facebook also on my youtube channel wdgs333 what did god say ministry if you put wdgs333 in the box search box it should pull me up and you can go and check out a couple of my uploads on youtube i thank you always for all of your support yes i do because without your support I would not have a listening audience that God has inspired me to give a blessed word based on what did God say. Amen. You all, I appreciate you. Much love to you. And may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down to earth. Meet all of your needs. All your needs. Because God doesn't want us to have needs and that God will meet all of your right wants all the things that you want that's right in God and also if as we delight ourselves in him that he will bless us with our heart desires may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper until the next time Have a savory Sunday. I love you. God bless.